Let's go. Welcome to the Let's Go Hockey Podcast. This is episode four, featuring our guest today, Mr. Peter Budai. Danny, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I, I wasn't too sure getting a goalie on this thing, but I left excited. That guy has a ton of energy. Yeah, it was a great talk. Great talk. Well, I'm your host, Pete Cammon of Elevated Hockey. You just heard from Danny Heath from Project Hockey. And I'll tell you what, I'm excited about this. This is a, a hockey legend in the goalie world, in the hockey world. This is uh, Mr. Peter Budai from Slovakia, three-time Olympian, 17-year pro career, played for places like the uh, Colorado Avalanche, Montreal Canadiens, Tampa Bay Lightning, LA Kings. Uh, the guy just retired, and luckily enough, I, I've been coaching with him for the last year. Fantastic guy, um, fantastic goalie coach. So luckily, he, uh, Danny and I got to pick his brain a little bit today, and we talked through a lot of different topics. So, uh, Definitely. Danny, what did you think of the interview? You were pretty, pretty pumped about it? Yeah, it was awesome. You know, like you said, he's a legend, played for a few decent teams in the NHL, and then we talked about right? <laughs> we talked about everything. I mean, from – him playing in the Olympics and what it was like to represent his country all the way over to, you know, his last year in the NHL. And, and I love when we kind of dug into the mental side of goalies, because we all know that's, that's probably the most important thing. At least I know now after talking to him that it's the most important thing when it comes to stopping a hockey puck. So it was awesome. He, he did a really good job and he said he'd be back on again. So we're going to hold him to that. And it, it was, a, it was a blast. So I'm excited for everyone to get to listen to it. Yeah, I totally agree. I think he had some great tips for players, parents, and coaches. Um, not only what he did to succeed, but also some suggestions on what other young goaltenders should be thinking about and, and doing in the offseason. Um, on top of just hearing his story of, of what he kind of did in, in his career. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to having him on again, but I'm actually really excited to have everybody listen to the episode. So with that, let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Before we jump into that, we'd like to thank our title sponsors hockey wolf they're supplying a ton of people with some of the best hockey products out there so make sure you check them out on instagram head on over to their their website and make sure that you get what you need for the upcoming hockey season so let's go Jeez, you are good i i, I slip up and you got it right there perfect perfect <laughs> all right let's get into it let's hear from peter budai let's do it All right, here we go. Danny, you ready for this one? Do this thing. Let's go. All right. Today, I've got with us uh, Peter, Mr. Peter Budai. Uh, we're going to jump right into this. Peter, happy to be uh, happy on the show here tonight. Thanks for coming in. How are you doing? Thank you very much for having me, guys. You know, I'm very excited to be on the show. This is uh, pretty cool. You know, I'm excited to, to talk to you guys a little bit, obviously, especially at this time. So, uh, you know, just chilling, you know, missing sports, but, uh, you know, I'm glad that we're going to be actually talking sports right now. It's going to be fun. Yeah. So, so Peter, uh, before we get into, you know, I want to talk about a bunch of stuff. I got a bunch of goaltending questions and, and, and try to pick your brain on some of your experience, but before we do that, why don't you walk us through a little bit about, you know, who you are, where you're from and kind of what brought you up to, to your NHL career? Uh, so, um, Obviously, I'm, I'm Peter Budai, and I am from Slovakia, from a small town, uh, Banska Bistica. You know, we actually have a pretty good tradition hockey-wise. We had a few players uh, that uh, were in NHL, so we had a good uh, hockey school there. But, and, you know, I was a young kid, just loved the game and uh, wanted to play, and, you know, was fortunate enough to uh, – was able to go all the way to the NHL, so that's uh, – I'm very blessed with that. I'm very thankful for that. But, you know, just wanted to play the game, and, uh, you know, when I was 16 – 
Uh, I was playing for a national team under 16 and then uh, the scouts saw me and decided wants to play junior hockey and you know, I had to make a decision, you know, leaving my country, didn't, didn't speak English that well. Um, you know, it was a big decision for me, but I decided that that's the right path uh, for me to go and um, try to, you know, pursue my career uh, and go to NHL. And I got drafted by St. Michael's Majors. Um, that was an Ontario Hockey League uh, CHL team. Uh, I think they're they're not team anymore. I think they, they're done now. But uh, so I played there for three years. Then I got drafted to NHL uh, to Colorado uh, in the second round in 2001. And uh, then afterwards, I played Hershey for three years because Hershey back then was a farm team of Colorado. And uh, that's uh, how, you know, everything worked out uh, well. And then I was playing for Colorado, Montreal, um, LA, Tampa, you know, so, and then back LA. So <laughs> pretty, <laughs> pretty good back and forth afterwards. Kind of a suitcase at the end of the career, but uh, it's okay. <laughs> a lot of different experiences out there for you then, right? <laughs> for sure. Nice, nice. Well, back, uh, let me back up in, in Slovakia. I'm going to start, since you're talking about your kind of your playing days, how did you get into hockey to begin with? Like, were you from a hockey family or is this something new for you? How'd that happen? Well, uh, the funny story is like, uh, uh, my dad told me and I kind of remember it. I was really young. Uh, I was watching a TV game uh, when I was a kid. I was maybe like four years old and uh, I was in Canada versus Russia on TV back in the day and uh, Canada ended up winning. And, but uh, I told my dad right after the game that I want to be a hockey goalie. And I never skated before. My dad skated just a little bit, you know, just like go play with the fun maybe every other week, maybe once a week, you know, every other week, but nothing, nothing major. My dad loved soccer and he was more in soccer. And, uh, that's what my brother played too. But uh, so I kept bonding with that and then uh, just brought me there and then just, uh, never really wanted to be a player. I, you know, learned how to, you know, learn how to play and then, learn how to skate and then went to net right away and then never looked back afterwards because, you know, I just never wanted to score goals. I wanted to kind of uh, stop the pucks, you know. I kind of like the feeling of getting hit with the pucks. So it's uh, – <laughs> but so I always played goalie. I always enjoy it. I always love it. And I think uh, that's the key. Key for me was that I really enjoy the game. I, I love the game. You know, I, I, I love every, every moment of it. Um, I still do. You know, I still – you know, when I come, I just want to – stay on the ice forever you know I just uh, always had a passion for the game and I think that's what drove me there and, you know I had very good friends and I thank them for that that they they took me there and they they let me pursue my dream because you know a lot of kids tell parents something but the parents want them to play something different but my parents kind of supported me a lot and me and my brother too with whatever he wanted but with me with the hockey and you know that sacrificed a lot uh, for me to uh, get the gear and all this stuff it wasn't that easy back then you know Right. Absolutely. And I know like most times you hear like, why'd you play goalie story? It's always usually because, uh, I was last cut and I didn't make it as a player or (laughs) I could do this or that, but it's pretty unique and cool that you're like, no, I want to be a goalie and I'm going to do it and own it. And I want to get hit by these bucks. It's awesome. So yeah, I, I think that's, that's something I think special. I like that you touch up on that. You know, a lot of, a lot of kids, um, you know, as, as you said, they get passed on as a player, so they go to the goalie. Yeah. Maybe they're not as strong skaters, so people put them in the net and, you know, see how it works out. But, you know, it's uh, I was very fortunate that I was able to do what I love to do, so that was, that was really cool. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. And that kind of brought you up into this point. And so when you think about these experiences you've had and, and different uh, parts of your life and playing career, can you talk about a little bit how that kind of brought you into coaching and your mindset going in? Did you, 
did you stop playing the game and did you retire and say, okay, I, I got to stay involved or did you have some time where like, no, I need some time away from the game so I can come back and love it again. Or what was that transition like to coach uh, for you? Yeah. The transition was, uh, was pretty easy for me, I think, cause I, I really wanted to stay involved, you know, and, uh, I talked to my wife when I retired, you know, it was, uh, you know, it was uh, at the end of my career, I was kind of up and down and it was hard for the kid. I had my, my older one is going to be 10 years old and, you know, I wanted to give him kind of like a stability. So we decided to move to Bozeman and, uh, you know, I just wanted to get involved right away. I, I contacted Pete, I contacted uh, Dave Weaver and wanted to kind of get involved with, uh, with the coaching and uh, doing the camps, you know, I'm, you know, even during my playing career, maybe like last six years into my uh, and before I retired, um, my last six years, you know, I started doing uh, some camps and, 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 and I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed working with the kids. I enjoyed, uh, giving back to, you know, learn what I learned and, um, try to help the kids to achieve their dreams, you know, cause I know how special would that be for me. That would be, you know, I would be their age back when I was a kid and somebody would come from like, you know, with a background of play professionally and, he would do camps like that. You know, we didn't have that many camps back then. So I think that's very important to give back to the community. And that's how you grow hockey. You know, I think uh, you yeah. grow hockey with the youth. You don't grow hockey with somebody who is already an eight player when he's like 15, 16, 17. You grow with the mm -hmm. kids. They learn to love the game and try to improve it and find the passion for it. You know, I think that's that's something what I really wanted to do. So I, I never want to take time off. I enjoy the game. So I wanted to get uh, right back to the, you know, uh, coaching. Yeah, so you definitely jumped right in this year because so uh, to give you a little background, like Peter reached out to me last year when you were moving to Bozeman, and we were fortunate enough to get him involved with our college team. So you're the, the you know assistant coach and the essentially your head head goalie coach for for our college program. So a couple of days a week working with those guys, definitely improving their their skill sets. Um, but then you're also working with the squirt team, the 10 U team that your son was on. You're also doing <laughs> clinics for all of the goaltenders for the entire youth association. And then you're also flying all over the world, the country and the world doing your Budai blocker camps too. Right. So like there was no rest for you, huh? You're straight into the game at all levels. Yeah, no, that was definitely no rest. And I thought it like when I, uh, when I stopped playing, you know, I was like, Oh, it's going to hang out. But then once I started being involved, I also want to get involved because you know, uh, the, the game of hockey is very, it's very quick, meaning uh, a lot of the faces are changing, and I wanted to stay in the game, you know, and I wanted to stay involved. And uh, when I made my Budai Blockers like a website, and I started doing some camps and started doing some camps with uh, you know LA Kings and stuff, so it was it was really cool. But it was a lot of travel, you know. It was, it was a lot of uh, stuff going on, and I realized to being coach, it's, it's it's a lot, but. It's, it's worth it for me because I enjoy it. You know, I enjoy working with the squirts too, you know, uh, seeing the other part of it, not just goalie part, but actually like a coaching, like a players. Uh, it was it was really cool. And um, as I said, you know, I, I enjoy being on the ice and uh, give back to the kids. You know, I enjoy learning myself, but I also enjoy trying to teach and try to give them my knowledge that I, um, you know, I got over my career to give them to help them with their game. So, That's awesome. So you've great. been enjoying it so far? <laughs> oh, I've been, I've been loving it. I don't know. My wife might feel different because I'm a little bit but it's but it's, uh, it's fun though. I enjoy it a lot. Awesome. Um, so I was thinking about this, Peter. Uh, so I mean, you had a, you had a pretty long pro career and a major junior career before that. Um, so walk me through what you know what what you did as a goaltender at those levels. Um, like on a day-to-day -day basis to improve yourself and then maybe how that, how you're using some of those, those 
tips or techniques that you, you put into the coaching this season? Cause you know, with me coaching a lot of younger kids, like a lot of the kids just don't know what a goaltender does at a pro level to keep getting better and improving. So maybe you can get talk on that a little bit. Yeah, uh, definitely. You know, I think there's always like, I was always, I enjoyed, I always enjoyed working hard and trying to improve the game. Uh, you know, and some mistakes I made on, on the way up there, uh, uh, as a as a as a goalie, that a lot of times I was trying to either copy somebody who was on TV or something like that, for example. And uh, that's why I want to kind of tell the kids, you know, it's it's good to pick uh, bits and parts from each goaltender's game and use it for your advantage. You know, I think not everybody can play a certain way. Not everybody can play like me. Not everybody can play like John John Quick or Carey Price. Uh, and I think with the kids, uh, sometimes they don't get direction. And sometimes they want to do something so so good as a as a as a I would say as a as a to try to copy their their idol. I know. Sorry, my kids are running around. That's, <laughs> I, that's I how, get the, it. The door the door is closed, but it's still there. So basically, okay. what I wanted to say is like I I put these things that I I learned one thing over my career that. Every year I try to work the hardest, but then when I went to the next level, like from juniors, I went to the pro playing American hockey. I learned there's an extra level. I learned that after the, when I work super hard in the American hockey league, when I get to the NHL, I, I learned that there's another level. So there's always a new level for a person to improve. You know, just because you're doing well in a certain level doesn't mean that uh, that's it. You know, I think you try to, um, I always try to compete against myself. I try to be better myself. I try to, not compare myself to the other players, which I did in my career, which kind of hindered me a little bit because, you know, you try to compare yourself to the other players, but at the end of the day, you try to be better yourself. If you're improving yourself, then you're improving as a goaltender, as a, as a, a you know, uh, as a better person, as a better, more skilled player. You know, I think a lot of, a lot of young kids, even in the camps, you see that they, they, they compare themselves to other guys. And when they're better than the other guys, you can kind of see, at least in goaltending, you can kind of see like kind of like stuff floating around because, oh, I'm better already than But you hinder your uh, improvement. You know, I think you need to keep going, keep growing. And uh, I uh, I start doing it. I start watching, obviously, as you said, uh, start watching a lot of hockey. Uh, you know, uh, watching games, learning from the, to what you see, it's very important. You know, um, getting to the ice, getting on a practice, getting to the gym uh, to try to do better than you did yesterday. I think it's very important to... Uh, to, for the kids to know that you cannot waste time on the ice and in the gym facilities, for example, because, you know, you go there, there's time specifically there. You don't know if you're going to have another chance, you know, use it for your advantage. You're already there, improve, try to learn, try to be open to new ideas. You know, I think a lot of times, and I see a lot of, uh, when I get to the coaching, especially with camps, a lot of goalie coaches uh, are very, uh, strict that their way is the only way and that's how it works you know i think it's very uh, that's uh, you know you see it online i'm sure you get seen it all the time that a lot of coaches say my way is the best way and that's it you know i think learning from different uh, different coaches you take different ideas different stuff that you better yourself where something something works for me that doesn't work for anybody else so i'm going to use that it doesn't mean that some other kid can use that too because it doesn't work for him but you know try to uh, improve yourself based on everybody else and take it for yourself and get all the information, get as many information as you want, as you can, and then use it for your advantage, how you can improve your own game. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I, I can't remember where I heard it, but they were talking about Carter Hart, the Flyers goalie. 
and they were trying to compare him to someone in the NHL and, and they talked about how they really can't because he's a mixture of Brodeur and Hasek and all these different guys. And he, he, you could tell that he took those little things from a game. And so I, I think that's some of the best advice you can give a goalie. Um, I wasn't a goalie, but I, I truly believe that, you know, you should be taking parts from everybody's game and coaches, hopefully that, you know, if they're listening that they can hear that and say, okay, you know, it's not one way or the other. It's, Hey, you know, this goalie does good and, and the butterfly let's watch him during this game. And, and like you said, um, just watching games and learning from it is super important. Uh, and talking about those games, I got kind of two questions here. When you, when it was game day for you, um, in the NHL, um, what, how, how did you go about preparing? And then after that, if you want to talk about like any one of your, your partners that you played with throughout your career, which one was like, okay, this guy, he gets it. He works hard. He prepares. And, and what were some of those things he did? I think and this is a great question. I, I think this is something that is really difficult for young kids. And uh, it was for me when I was a kid too, like when I was young and up and coming and stuff. Uh, you have to start understanding your body and your mental, uh, mental game. You know, I think, with the maturity as a player, the older you get, uh, the more understanding of what you need. You know, sometimes some people will, um, as you said, you know, uh, some people will over overthink the game before the game even starts. You know, and yeah. it's, it's a process. You can't really teach that to the young players. You have to experience it and you have to learn what uh, what works for you and what doesn't. Uh, you know, I think that uh, when my game day... You know, I woke up, I, I went on morning skate, and I always like to work hard on morning skate. I always like to get a good sweat in. Uh, you know, a lot of other goalies, I know that they went on morning skate and they just kind of float around and kind of just did their thing. And it was their way to prepare. You know, I, I think I've uh, played. Uh, so me, I tried to, you know, the game was usually at seven. So my kind of routine was pretty simple. You know, got there not too early, um, you know, not too late. I, you know, get there maybe like two and a half hours, 2.45. I get there three hours before. I think um, with a lot of spare time, I would overthink the game, but I learned it over my career. So I think I just got there, you know, get ready. You start, you start, you get to your routine, you know, when you stretch, when you do your, you know, shower, if you want to do hot tub or whatever, you know, kind of like get ready, get stretched, mentally ready, you know, what you do, how you prepare, you use the tennis balls to get ready. I, I play with goalies, like I uh, play with Brian Elliott, for example, and he was, uh, he was a student of the game. But for example, what he did, I could never done. Like he was so focused before the even game started. Like he was like out of a different world. You know, I play with uh, Jonathan Quick. He's more loosey goosey and relaxed. But that's how he gets in the game. And uh, you know, uh, you cannot tell the kid, "Hey, look, he does it like that. Be like that." You have to learn that. That's a that's a, unfortunately that's something. There's a learning curve, and unfortunately, you realize when you're older how it actually would be better right. if you wouldn't know these information 10 years ago and you played like it would help your game but that's that comes with the maturity of a person or a player and uh, uh carrie price for example uh was very focused but he was very relaxed and loose and you know and, and kind of like you know you see it on tv sometimes it takes pictures during the tv time i was with the fans and, yeah. you know some people can't do that some people well, maybe i would say like for example brown brian elliott would probably not be able to do that because, uh, and I'm not picking on Brad Elliott, I'm just saying like that's the way he prepared. You know, every athlete yep. has to find their way to prepare. You know, I always say, funny thing, you know, John McEnroe, everybody knows John McEnroe, right? He was like a crazy guy. He was always like yelling and screaming. And people understand, people don't understand, that's how he got into the game to be playing his best game. 
you know, some people get out of the game like that. Some people get like distracted and they don't think like that. For him, it was a different because everybody's a different person. So you have to learn that on your own. Uh, you can kind of get tips uh, to maybe start when you're younger to start uh, see what you're doing. Uh, but also what, I, what I've seen a lot and what I've made big mistakes, sometimes you feel that you have to change something if the things are not well. I think that that is a big thing that uh, I think a lot of kids do. They have a good game, so they do exactly the same thing until something bad happens, let's say a bad game or a tough game. So they change completely their mindset. And that's that learning curve that I'm talking about, that you have to find that happy medium, what is good for you, what is working for you as a goaltender, especially because in a goalie, you know, it's, I was never a player, so I can't tell that a goalie's a specific, you know, position, you know, once you become a pro and become an NHL goalie, pretty much every goalie in NHL is good. You have some great guys, but everybody knows how to play. It's the mental game that, that separates the good from great and great from, you know, you know, all time best. So I think it's the mental game for goalie and the mental preparation, what, really matters for the goalie once they get to the high level of play. So absolutely. Were you uh were you a pregame nap guy or no? Oh yeah. I love the pregame nap. So funny story when I start playing, I felt like if I didn't sleep two hours, then I'm gonna have a crappy game. <laughs> but then I realized like by the end of the career when I was like um oh LA and Tampa and Montreal, I realized that like you know Sometimes you don't sleep. Sometimes you can't sleep. Sometimes you try to sleep and you force yourself to sleep, which is not good too. You know, sometimes your body don't need that. You know, it's, but that worked for me. You know, I never tried to force myself to eat exactly same spaghetti or same chicken parm or same whatever salmon, whatever you eat. But like, yeah. it's a lot of people do that because just to get their mindset calm and calm, calm, calm their nerves and just be ready for the game. But, uh, you know, I was a team, I was a nap guy. But never a long nap. I know, I know guys that would sleep three, four hours. As soon as they would, morning skate would end it, they would eat and they would just go to sheets and just stay there for three hours. I was like, like how do you do that, man? I, would be, I can't do that. So I, I was definitely a nap guy, but not like a deep sleep. Kind of like relax, nap, just, you know, take it easy. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, let me uh, switch gears on you here, Peter. So given, given the fact that, you know, right now we're in off season a little early for some people and, um, we got a lot of kids and coaches back at home trying to think about what to do to get ready, um, for tryouts for next season or for next season, if they already know what team they're on, but do you have any advice for players? You know, one, what did you used to do throughout, you know, in off season prep to get ready for the, the camps the next season? And then also like, do you have any recommendations for players that are out there right now to improve their own skill set off the, off the ice? Yeah. Uh, so I want to touch up a little bit on that. I like I like that you ask this question because it's uh, it's something that I'm a believer of, of that uh, kids right now play a lot of hockey. Like they play tons and tons of hockey, and the hockey is evolving that way. That you know, if you don't play up to eleven months a year, uh, you might feel that you're going to be behind. You know, I I feel like uh, sometimes taking a step back and really rest a little bit really helps. Uh, I'm not saying rest for two months or something like that, but, you know, take time off, you know, find it, you know, take a couple of weeks off, you know, relax, just, you know, do stuff like that. And then slowly get into it. Uh, I think that's very important. You know, you see, you see a lot of young kids coming up right now. They're great players, but by age 22, they have hip problems, knee problems, you know, growing problems because the body is, you know, really working hard. Sometimes kids hate 12 months a year. 
and um, there's no time off. I think the rest a little bit in the summer is good, and then you start going. Uh, so what I did, I usually after a season take at least three weeks off. Uh, three weeks off that I didn't do anything. Like I completely, and the, if we didn't make playoffs, for example, the season ended in April, I took some time off, and then I started working out. You know, then I started working out. I um, went over the videos with uh, uh, my strength coach, and uh, we look at uh, what I need to get stronger on on the ice, for example. You know, for the, this is for the older kids. I'm not talking about like a young, young little kids. But I did something. Uh, you know, yeah, my post to post play. You know, I need to be more efficient of my pushes. You know, I need to be more stronger of my lateral pushes. My, uh, you know, my hamstring, my flexibility. I think, I think sometimes I know people do a lot of yoga. That's great, but I think overall, just the flexibility and uh, sometimes is, um, you know, I think overlooked. I think flexibility really prevents kids from getting injured. I, I coach a lot of kids, you know, and they're very, very stiff. Like oh, like my squirt team. There's a lot of kids that can't touch their toes, you know, when they're, you know, because they, they do so many sports and they don't do emphasis on flexibility, for example, in my opinion, it really helps the kids to prevent injuries and to get stronger because you can go to the, you know, more, more wider stands and stuff like that, that you can do stuff because in the middle of the game, you're going to experience those, those things because it's an environment where things happen fast, you don't think about it. And that's what I think uh, flexibility, strength, um, speed, obviously, but uh, what I worked a lot was, uh, especially for goaltenders, uh, was lateral movement, your, your leg strength, lateral movement, uh, your core strength. You know, you can have a strong legs. You can be, you know, squatting, I don't know, 300 pounds is great, but you have to be able to put it into your profession. You know, just because you're squatting a lot doesn't mean that it's going to make you stronger completely in your profession. You have to have somebody who understands how to utilize all these, you know, workout and strength workouts for your specific, you know, job, you know, as a goalie, we didn't need upper body strength as much, you know, I mean, you do a little bit, but you don't need to be benching 300 pounds, you know, that's, that's something that it's, we don't use that as a goalie, we have to be more stronger, uh, the core is very important for me personally, I think the core exercises are very important, like, you know, bridges and all those, you know, planks and everything else, uh, and uh, you have to be able to explode from that, because as a goalie, uh, you sometimes are most of the times on your knees when you're playing you have to be able to be very strong moving back and forth and it's yes legs going to help you but you need your core to bring your whole body there uh, your body cannot be lagging behind your legs so you have to be kind of doing you know um, don't overwork just legs work the entire core and legs so it helps you utilize the strength on the ice so you can do that. So it's it's specific right now. And I think right now for the kids, especially with the things that are happening right now, you know, I think, you know, go to, you know, garage or on the front porch or whatever and do some stick handling, some, some strengthening. But I think uh, it's a long ways from the next year camp. So don't yeah. overwork. <laughs> don't overwork. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh, what I loved about, and I kind of want to circle back to something you said earlier and have you go a little bit deeper. You, you talked about how goalies at the NHL, and I would imagine even in the AHL and even in, in the OHL where you played your junior hockey, that the goalies there, they're, they're good goalies. Like, and you're starting to see that, that creep into youth hockey. Like there are some really, really good goalies. And I don't know if you watch a lot of college hockey, but those guys are, are and, uh, but you said what separates it from like the good goalies to the great goalies is their mindset. And so 
it, can you just dive deeper into that and, and just how like how coaches, uh, you specifically, or just any youth coach that maybe doesn't have the experience that you have playing the game, but maybe how they could help out these coach or help out these goalies just on that mindset part of the of the game? Yeah, definitely. I think it's very important. You know, I, I've met a lot of coaches, especially goalie coaches too, that I they spend a lot of time with. And uh, it's, uh, I think that's the hardest part of being a coach. What I just saw right now is uh, to understand players, uh, to understand specific goalies. You know, I, um, you can be a great coach, meaning X's and O's and drills and everything else. But to prepare the, your player, uh, especially a goalie for a game, you need to feel what kind of person he is. You have to understand the personality of the goalie. It's, it's very, very, very different. You know, a lot of goalies and a lot of goalie coaches uh, are great in uh, teaching them the right drills, the right everything else. But when the game comes, you know, you, you kind of have to almost, uh, it's going to sound weird, but you almost have to forget what you were like doing in practice and don't think about it. Practice is for thinking. When you play a game, uh, Stefan White, uh, my coach from Montreal, a goalie coach, he always said, you know, don't forget about this. And I remember when he said it to me, I was still pretty young. I was only 27, 28. And he said, you know, just go out there and play and compete. You know, don't think about, oh, I have to use a power leg. Oh, I have to go to reverse V. Oh, he's under the hash mark. So now I have to do the reverse VH. You know, like those things kind of uh, linger from practice. And that's something that the coach has to tell, at least for goalie, at least that worked me, helped me at a, uh, Coach Dusty, he was uh, with me in St. John's when I had an absolutely horrible season. He was with me when I had my best season, uh, you know, in L.A. and stuff like that, and Billy Renford, too, and everything else. But the thing is, you just have to go out there and play when the game comes. You learn stuff during the practice. That's where you think. That's where you do your videos and everything else. But when the game comes, just go out there and play. Believe in your ability. Believe in your work that you put in. And believe that you're going to be successful. I mean, it doesn't mean that it's going to be successful just because you work harder than everybody else. Probably not. It does, sometimes doesn't matter because that mindset is something that is very, very important. There's different factors in the game that uh, that happens and develops that you cannot um, you cannot do in practice. So those things happens, and then you have to just prepare yourself. But then when the game comes, you just have to mentally, uh, I would say, don't worry about anything else. Just go out there and play. Focus on that black puck and nothing else. And don't worry about if you get scored on early or if you're letting a crappy goal or if you make a big save, you know. Uh, don't get too high. Don't get too low, you know. Stay kind of even keel. That, that's going to help you to kind of ground yourself from both, from being disappointed and then you got to put more pressure on yourself or being too hyped because you make it on save. Then, you know, it's, it's a very, very difficult thing to do for any kind of athlete, but I think... As a goaltender, it's a spe special, special position in sports. Uh, you have to be, um, you have to be very resilient mentally uh, to keep going in a tough situation because you are the one that can. You know, I always say you can, you can turn the course of the game completely. Like you know, I always say you know, in playoffs, you can have the best team in the world, but if he runs into a very hot goalie mentally prepared in a series the best thing will lose 90% of the time. It will happen. You know, yeah. I mean, Minnesota, right? So remember when Minnesota played uh, Zasha Bastian Giger with Ducks? Oh, yeah. uh, and, and 
Minnesota was dominating. Marion Gabbard, my best friend, was on the team. And he was back then in his prime and everything else. And he told me, I talked to him about it. He says, we got mentally so beat up because they had two years that we stopped believing that we can score them. Because single-handed, yeah. you were so calm and you couldn't get them out of the game that you stop believing that what you do. So that's why goaltending position is so unique. And that's why I love it because it's, it's, uh, it's, it's like you can, you can change the course of the game with the way you play. And I think it's just something that a goalie shouldn't think that they should, when the game comes, you don't think about winning or losing. You don't think about what the coach is going to say, what the goalie coach is going to tell you, what media is going to say, just go out there and play. Play and after the game, you know you, you can you can recap, you can redo the video. But when during the game comes, nothing else. Just play and compete, and nothing else. Read and react, play, compete, and don't think about if you do it properly. Save Tim Thomas, right? They always say like he couldn't play because he was so out of. But he was competing. He was doing the things that worked for him, and it worked. So mm. I think that's something that I would like to say to the kids. Yeah, I think. I think you hit it on the head. Like not only can you change the course of a game, but you, I mean, playoff series, like what you just talked about with Shiger, like that's, that's unbelievable. It gave me goosebumps. I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. Calm, cool goalie that knows what he's doing. can be a scary thing when you're on the other team. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, well, cool. Let me, let me ask you this, Peter, this is kind of a, a side thing. So you, I'm curious if there's a difference here. So you you were in a couple different Olympic games, right? Yeah. How did you? I guess my question is relate the similarities and maybe maybe some of the differences from playing in that um, in that situation in that environment versus your your regular NHL career. It's uh, you know I think you know NHL is the best league in the world, uh, and uh, you know obviously you have very good leagues around, but I think NHL is the you know creme de la creme. You know it's 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 the one that every kid wants to play, you know, I mean, you know, no offense to like KHL, you know, they have a good team, they have a good players too, but as a kid, you don't grow up to, you know, dream about playing in KHL, you dream about playing NHL, that's something. Uh, Olympics is very special and unique because you play for your country, you know, I always felt um, uh, a little bit different, you know, when I stand on the blue line and listen to my national anthem, it was, it was pretty special feeling, you know, you're representing not just your team, you're representing your entire country. You play against the best out of the best. So, I mean, still NHL is the best out of the best, but that's a selection from NHL and from the entire world that meets at the Olympic Games, and then you play there against them. So, uh, but put everything on the side, who you're playing is, where you're playing, if you have a Slovakia national team or NHL national team, or NHL jersey on, it's still the same game. It's at the end of the game, it's the goalies that can separate all the other factors that creep into you. It's a very definitely special feeling for it, but if you let that feeling to be uh, kind of put more pressure on you, then you're going to be struggling because you can't play at the best of your ability because your mind can focus 100% only on one thing at a time. You can do a few things, but if you want to play professional sports, you have to focus on stopping the pockets of goalie. It doesn't matter who you're playing against. It doesn't matter if you play... East Coast NHL Olympics or whatever doesn't matter. It just you have to play your game and you have to keep playing. So it's awesome and it's it's uh, it's a very amazing feeling. But I always say that mindset should be the same. That mindset shouldn't be oh my like look at this Russian team you know like they have everybody else yeah I mean, look at this Canada team they have Crosby they have this they have you know look at this US team it doesn't matter you know at the end of the game 
there's still humans, there's still human factor involved. And, you know, you still have to play the game um, same way. You have to, you cannot change anything, you know, because you're playing an Olympic team. You know, you have to still play the best of your ability as a, as a player, as a goalie, what you bring to the table. You know, um, you know, I always say that's why we have three, four lines in hockey because every player brings different element to the game. You know, you can't, you can't play a different game just because you're at the Olympics. You have to play while you're there. You got there because, I don't know, you're a third liner. You got there because you're going to kill penalties, block shots, work hard, and shut down the other Maybe you're not going to score goals, but because what you've done your job, then somebody else can do their job, and that's why they're going to win the game. Same as goals. Your goalie is there ultimately to stop the puck. It doesn't matter. You have to make and 17 unbelievable saves. You can just make the save at the right time. It doesn't matter what kind of save. So at the end of the day, it should be the same mindset. It, but that's that pressure and uh, sometimes the expectations that you put your put, put on yourself and that you start realizing, man, like I'm representing my country, like everybody, you know, is putting, you know, there's lots of eyes on me, you know, something like that. Maybe you were not playing in each other, you something else. And then you start thinking, oh, this could be my shot to showcase myself. I mean, those are all thoughts that creep up to your mind game, but, as the game starts, as I said, you have to eliminate eliminate those those things. You have to just play the game and nothing else. Yeah, just fall back on your preparation and your your training, yeah. and just get out there and do it. Yeah, believe it, and just go out there and uh, play the best that you can. Awesome, absolutely. Yeah, this is this has been awesome. Uh, before Pete wraps it up, and and you kind of give your final thoughts, where where can people find you? I know you talked about your Budai blockers camps. Can you just kind of talk about that? Any social media? Like where can people find and follow just to learn and, and get an insight to what you're all about? Well, thank you guys for letting me do this. I appreciate that. And uh, yeah, uh, I have a website called Budai Blockers. Um, I also have an Instagram, uh, Budai Blockers. They can hit me up on that and uh, I'm pretty fast to respond. Um, I have also a, you know, a phone link with my Budai Blockers. They can, they can call. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I even said, you know, I'm open for... I did a couple times with my other, um, the couple of kids in uh, Colorado that they send me a video. Um, you know, they contact, contacted me on Budai Blockers. They send me a video. And I look at their video and tell them, like, you know, try to do this, try to do this, if there's something that they want to do. So it's Budai Blockers. Then I have uh, Budai Blockers also on Instagram. So that's where they find me. Also, they can find me, in, you know, in Bozeman, Montana right now. But you can't travel right now. <laughs> but, but, yeah, those are, those are the best ways. And uh, I'm pretty, uh, pretty good at responding. Um, I think uh, I, I enjoy work and I enjoy new challenges with like, you know, goaltending and everything else. And it's, 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 it's fun for me and I enjoy it a lot. Awesome. Awesome. And we, uh, I know you've got a couple of camps hopefully coming up here this summer and which ones are on the, on the books for the, the summer and for later? So I have uh, one in Denver, which is going to be, well, I don't know what's going to happen right now. The way we are right, going right. Supposed to be at the end of June. Uh, for uh, for seven days, uh, they have one lineup in Montreal end of July for seven days, uh, which is going to be a cool thing. I haven't been in Montreal a long time. Uh, then I have one. Um, I was asked to do uh, like a hockey academy with uh, uh, Mark Popovic runs the hockey academy in uh, Denver, and uh, he uh, he asked me to help him out, so I'm going to do that. Then I had a couple lineup with uh, uh, with LA Kings local hockey, which uh, they do in. Uh, West side of the country, like all the California and Utah, and they, they did one in Whitefish too. 
in, uh, in, in Montana, but I don't know what's going to happen right now because I think everybody, you know, I'm sure there's some camps that are supposed to be happening right now and, and nothing is right. going. So uh, I think just, you know, um, you know, check, check the website. You know, I'm going to keep posting new stuff uh, depending on how the situation works around the world with uh, this coronavirus and everything else. And, yeah. Uh, just um, just stay, I'm going to try to stay in touch. I'm going to definitely post something on my Instagram. You know, if you try to follow me, that's perfect. That would be, you would have the best information, but definitely my website and, and um, just uh, hopefully we can get over this and we can go back to our normal life because I'm sure that uh, a lot of people are, uh, their plans have to be changed because there's more important stuff than hockey. <laughs> and, way yeah. more important. and right now I think this is staying healthy and, um, you know, getting over this, you know, I think it's a uh, number one priority for everybody. Uh, so I think it's important that we, we do what you're told, which is not very easy because uh, <laughs> it's very difficult for people. And uh, I can tell from my own experience and from having two kids, it's very difficult to do. Yeah. So <laughs> very true and very well said. Well, Peter, thank you very much. Uh, you know, hopefully we can get you back on here again. I, I, that's, we kind of touched on some of the bigger picture things and the mental, mental aspects of the game from the goaltender, from your perspective at different levels. And, uh, I'd like, I'd love to have you come back on again and we can talk about some really specific, um, you know, whether they're drills or exercises or best practices for youth hockey coaches, youth hockey parents uh, of goaltenders and, uh, and the goalies themselves. So we'll have to do it again sometime and really dive into the, the nitty gritty of the position. Uh, if you're good with that. Oh, absolutely. I would love to do this. This is fun. And, uh, yeah, let me know. I would be totally open to do this uh, anytime. So right now we have lots of time. So anytime there we go awesome well thanks for joining us today we'll be back in touch soon mr peter budai uh like i said follow him on instagram uh, budai blockers at budai blockers is b-u-d-a-j blockers yes uh and we'll have him back on here again all right let's get a uh, give me a let's go peter let's go let's go all right thanks buddy we'll talk let's to you go. soon <laughs> all right thanks guys appreciate it holy cow episode four did not disappoint our guy, Peter Budai, did an awesome job just running down what it's like to be a goalie in the NHL and the Olympics and different things like that. And tonight, we're going to start something a little different. We're going to start our three stars of the night. Uh, I get the honor of doing number three and two. My third star of the night, something that I took away was the idea of that, just how important the mental game was. And you talked about how that separates the good goalies from the great goalies. Uh, and at the NHL level uh, and, and those higher levels, these, these goalies are all athletes and they can do, they can save pucks, they can move laterally, they can get out on their angles, but it's mentally what separates them. And they talked about, or he talked about two different types, right? Like the Jonathan Quick type and the Elliot type of just like some guys are looser and things like that. And you, you do have to find what works for you. So I love that aspect of it. And then my second star of the night, which goes for anybody, not just goalies, uh, coaches too, just the idea of that when you watch hockey, you need to learn. And um, and it's just very important to almost watch with a purpose. I know he didn't say it in that way, but the idea of that watching games and learning it and seeing different styles of goalies and mixing and matching what works for you, I thought just an eye-opener, right? Because you have this guy in the NHL played over 300 games in the national hockey league like holy cow and he's talking about how important it is to watch and learn so th those are my two stars what do you got for our number one star of the night coach number one star of the night you know i think i think there's a lot of good takeaways obviously he's a world world-class hockey player world-class goaltender so there's a lot of a lot of knowledge there we just scratched the surface on it today but um number one star today i'm gonna 
you know, relate it to kind of the, the world situation we're in a little bit right now where everybody's kind of on lockdown, their off seasons are starting early. Um, people are missing hockey a lot, yeah. but you put that a positive spin on, on where we're at. And, and Peter said it himself, you know, you need to take rest. You need to take some time away for the game uh, in order to fuel the fire when you come back to it, because you've got to have a passion for the game. You got to have a love for the game. And that's, what's going to push. It's one of the pieces that's going to separate good players going through the motion versus the great players pushing themselves. So I think resting your mind, resting your body, um, and, and just resting the love for the game for a couple of weeks here in the situation we're in is, can be ultimately a good thing when we turn it around and then, and then hit the ice really hard and, and go back with a full, full passion and full, uh, energized battery and fire going. So that's my number one star tonight. Uh, from there, I know uh, I, I highly recommend everybody just start following Peter. He puts out some good information. I saw right after yes. the podcast, he's putting stuff out about uh, f- flexibility and exercises for goaltenders. So follow his Instagram pages. It's uh, at uh, Budai. Danny, you got that one here? What is it? You got it in front of you? At Budai. I got it right here. Budai, uh, Budai31. It's kind of his main, main account, B-U-D-A-J 31. Uh, he's got the blue check mark, so you know he's a big deal. Big deal. Uh, big deal. And uh, he also has his camps, which are Budai blockers. And, and those are kind of all over the place. He talked about Montreal and Colorado, uh, depending on where the world is and our situation. But definitely go over there. His website is budaiblockers.com. Check it out. And like you said, the guy's always throwing out resources. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully we can get him back on again. It sounds like we might be able to do that, right? I think so. I talked to him after the show and, uh, you know, he's all for it. So I think we're going to have him on again, uh, on a semi-regular basis, dive into some really, uh, the minor details and the specifics of the position and goaltending and coaching that position. And, uh, so with that, if anyone has any questions that they'd like direct answers from Peter on the next episode, uh, when he joins us, feel free to just send those on DM on Instagram, either to myself or uh, Danny. And we'll get those to Peter. He'll answer them on their next next one. We'll really, you know, dive in deep onto the details of the goaltending position. So with that, uh, we'll we'll let you guys run. But a uh, huge shout out to our sponsor, Hockey Wolf. So visit hockeywolf.com uh, for all your equipment needs. Check them out on Instagram, Hockey Wolf HQ. Uh, and with that, any any last thoughts, Dan? You got anything? No, I'm excited for the guys we got coming up um, and the gals. And uh, again, we're always open to feedback. So send us any questions, send us any type of uh, anything that'll make us better. So we appreciate all of you and and we'll, we'll talk and see you all soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Danny. All right. Let's go. Let's, let's go. go. Give me a let's go, Danny. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, all right.